If you were to drive down a street in Beverly, you can drive past an alleyway and see a young kid working on his layup at a rim that he's posted above his garage. Uh, you can see kids dribbling in the middle of the street and shooting at a rollaway hoop, scurrying out of the way as a car comes by. They grab their ball and run to the side of the street. You might see a kid on a playground using the monkey bars as a hoop. You might see kids shooting at uh, their own rim in their driveway quietly and alone, but you won't see a pickup game happening naturally at an outdoor court because there aren't any. In the 1970s, there were outdoor basketball courts at several parks in the 19th Ward. But since then, decades of Chicago history has revealed tensions about public basketball courts revolving around race, recreation, and safety. The Beverly neighborhood is changing. So are many of the perceptions about whether courts bring gangs or instead bring a neighborhood together. This is a Block Club Chicago podcast. I'm John Hanson. Crystal Paul, thanks for hopping on the podcast with us today. Thanks for having me. We're talking about the 19th Ward. What is the 19th Ward made up of? First and foremost, what are we talking about here? So the 19th Ward covers Beverly, Morgan Park, and Mount Greenwood neighborhoods. And it's on the far south side. How many basketball hoops do you know of in these neighborhoods? It's got to be hard to tracked down and maybe you can explain how you did that but how many do you have you found so that's an interesting question actual basketball hoops there are many in people's driveways sometimes in the middle of the street where some kids choose to play however public outdoor courts there are none zero public outdoor courts run by the parks district none not a single one there are a couple of indoor courts i believe actually a couple too in the 19th ward there's one at Blackwilder Park in Morgan Park. Okay. One in the ward, none in the Beverly neighborhood. And people might say, well, there just must be no demand for this. What has your reporting found? Well, if you walk around the Beverly neighborhood, you will see that there's plenty of interest in basketball. There are hoops on nearly every driveway, in nearly every alleyway. And as far as demand, if you were to jump into one of the many neighborhood groups on Facebook, you can just search basketball courts and you will see over time, over the years, many parents have come into these groups and said, hey, does anyone know where there's an outdoor court where my kid can practice? He was you know, shooting hoops at the playground and pretending the monkey bars were a hoop and it you know, gets in the way of the younger kids. Or you know, my kid is dribbling in the basement. <laughs> there's gotta be somewhere to go or I'm driving him two miles down to Alsip and you know, there's gotta be somewhere in the neighborhood. And the answer is there aren't. Has that always been the case? Has Beverly and the surrounding neighborhood just been a basketball free zone? Much like the rest of Chicago, that's a complicated question and complicated issue. Whereas in a lot of the other neighborhoods in Chicago, there are still hoops and still courts, but the rims have been taken down or the nets have been removed. In Beverly, there were uh, basketball courts at three different parks and they were all removed between the 1970s and uh, 1980s. Do we know why? And I think now we're getting to something we've sort of danced around here for the first few minutes. This is a complicated story. It's not just about basketball hoops. It's about a changing neighborhood and the preferences that people have and the maybe misconceptions around what basketball hoops in a neighborhood have. If you ask the Parks District, you know, what's the official reason for the removal of these hoops and how did it happen? The answer is 
a very broad statement about community interest. And if you start looking in and digging a bit more, you will find that a lot of the same issues that come up now came up some 23 years ago when the Chicago Tribune did a story on the missing basketball courts around the city. And they focused on the 19th Ward. And what they found was that several of the residents in the area thought that basketball courts would bring in gang-related activity, violence, or as one resident put it very bluntly, they didn't want a lot of Black kids in the neighborhood. And they felt that basketball courts would attract a certain person that they did not want in the neighborhood. That is not something that people are saying now. Some have still made a reference to gang-related activity. Some mentioned the noise. That's more commonly the, the issue that people raise in opposition. But let me be clear that for the most part, people are not opposed. You know, in a poll that was run by one of the people in the story, Scott Kibler, who is a resident in Beverly Morgan Park area and has a certificate in urban planning, he found that out of 170 odd people, 2% were against uh, having basketball courts back in the neighborhood. And of course, that's a select group. But, you know, it does kind of indicate where some of the sentiment lies, at least publicly, things that people are willing to put their names on. So there's no official reason given as to why there are no courts in ba basketball courts in Beverly. But if you look around and survey the neighborhood and look at the past and see what people have said in the past, it seems that while there is interest, there are some strong objections from people who may not be so vocal about those objections anymore. That's right, we're told Solomon Little is the name of the young man who lost his life here yesterday. Family members say he was playing basketball when he was shot in the head. Now, police said the person responsible rolled up in a vehicle, fired several shots and sped off. You can hear the agonizing sound of sobbing everywhere on this basketball court. Irving Estrada loved basketball. He spent his last night here on the court. Three game breakers pulled up on, his, on, on bikes, and then uh, one of them pulled a gun. Crystal, there's no doubt been violence at basketball courts in Chicago in the past, as there's been violence in parks, convenience stores, really like a lot of places. But is there any data to suggest that outdoor basketball courts bring violence to the area or increase violence in a neighborhood? There is no data. There is not a shred of data that indicates that basketball courts are in any way correlated to an increase in gang activity. However, there have been researchers and sociologists who say that having things like basketball courts actually increases community involvement and gives youth something to do so that they are not involved in violent activities. In some of the surrounding communities, are there basketball courts? And I guess what I'm asking is, are there people or is the thought there that there's fear that if you put basketball courts in the Beverly neighborhood, kids from other neighborhoods will be attracted there? So there are basketball courts in surrounding neighborhoods. There's nearby Ada Park and there are some basketball courts in the Pullman area. Uh, there, there are basketball courts in the surrounding neighborhoods, just not Beverly. And there have been conversations online about that exact issue, some speculating that indeed one of the issues is that people are afraid that people will cross Vincennes Avenue, which kind of is a dividing line between Beverly and Ashland, and, you know, bring in quote unquote undesirables. Today, you don't really see people commenting very publicly about that. You will see people who are for basketball courts in the Beverly neighborhood speculating about that or, you know, going off the record to mention things that their neighbors have said uh, about basketball courts bringing in people from outside the neighborhood who they're not 
excited to have in the neighborhood. That said, that is what basketball courts do. They bring people from across the city to play pickup games together, to have you know basketball competitions, to meet new people. And a lot of people are excited about that as well. In fact, one of the kids I spoke to, Elias Gray, that was one of the things that he was disappointed about. There are no basketball courts here, so he can't meet people from outside of his neighborhood. He can't host competitions. You'd have to go somewhere else. You mentioned the driveway hoops. You mentioned the ones on the street that got rolled in or out. A critic might say, well, there's hoops. What's the problem? To them, I'll refer to this uh, anecdote from Jamal Cole, who is the founder of My Block, My Hood, My City, and recently moved to the Beverly neighborhood. He uh, has a rim in his backyard in a little concrete slab that maybe could be a driveway, but he uses only for a basketball court. And one day he looks out the window and he sees a kid that he doesn't know, a neighborhood kid shooting hoops. And he goes, uh, what's going on? You know. <laughs> so he comes out and he talks to the kid and he finds out that uh, the person that used to own the house used to let kids come by and shoot around on the rim. And the thing is with driveway hoops, you have a single hoop where you can sort of shoot shots and that's what you can do. You can practice your free throw, your three-pointer. Maybe if your driveway is long enough, your three-pointer. Re- retrieve up. the ball from the garden, you know, retrieve when it falls into it. Yeah, the garden. Indeed. Get really good at, you know, <laughs> running after your own shot. But, you know, this is not a place where anyone is just going to show up and say, hey, you want to have a pickup game? Or say someone who doesn't have a driveway, they're not going to just go to someone's house and just say, knock, knock, can I use your rim? <laughs> it's not a very common thing to do. So, you know, what what uh, outdoor public court does is it invites anyone to come and just play. Uh, you don't need five people even. You can just play a pickup game with two people and maybe two people you don't even know, you know, who don't even know each other. What it does is it, it, it you know, I talked to the coach at Brother Rice, uh, the sort of the, the school for basketball around here. And he talked about seeing a real deficit in how kids show up on the court because they're lacking that experience at outdoor courts. You it's know. affecting talent? Yeah, he, he grew up playing on outdoor courts and playing street ball. And he says, you know, when you're doing that, you're organizing, you're showing leadership skills, you're putting a team together, you're making rules, you're making sure that everyone's following the rules, you're organizing like who gets to play when and, you know, shifting between the many people who wanna play at a time, everybody's good you know, or you don't know who you're playing against. So you have to kind of judge based on what's happening in the moment. You have to develop your own style and you have to be really competitive because if you're not, you're sitting on the bench a lot (laughs) because you want to win. You want you and your team to win so you can keep playing. Um, So he says, you know, all those things, they create a different kind of player. And he said he's seeing a lot less leadership um, and a lot less sort of competitive fire on the court because he's not seeing as many kids playing street ball. Interesting. I want to go back to the quote from the Tribune in 2000 about essentially we don't want any more black kids in the neighborhood, but it's a different neighborhood now than it was then. I can point to the data and and show very clearly that the demographics have changed. People who have lived here for some time have mentioned that, you know, it's kind of gone up and down as far as becoming less and less homogeneous. And now it's clearly, you know, from 23 years ago, to today, it is much more diverse of a neighborhood. There are more Black Americans, there are more Latinos, and some speculate that they that may have impacted the sensibilities around basketball courts. And that may be why we're hearing more and more people get interested in bringing them back to Beverly. 
it, just to put some finer points on it, in 1990, Beverly was 73% white, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. And then today, 55% white. The black population during that time has gone up from 24% to 32%. And you mentioned Latina, Latina, 1.7% back in 1990, up to 7% today. So it is a changing neighborhood. And I wonder if that has made the conversation around basketball more appealing to people or conversely, is there a sense of from some people that this neighborhood is changing and that this is like a line in the sand? I don't even know how to put it like that. If all of a sudden there's three basketball courts and park districts again, like there used to be, that that would mean Beverly truly isn't what it was in the 80s and 90s. And for some people, that doesn't fit right. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of see what I'm asking? Yeah. So to speak with some people who have lived in the neighborhood for a while or lived in the neighborhood um, previously back in the 90s, for example, Aben Deese, who is an educator here actually in Beverly still, he grew up in the 90s and he talks about, you know, a lot of microaggressions, a very different a different neighborhood. He grew up um, and went to Sutherland. He went to Sutherland and played on the basketball team there. And when he was playing on the basketball team there, it was a mostly white team. And today, you know, he looks at, he has a friend that coaches there and he looks at the photograph of the basketball team and he sees, wow, this is a pretty diverse team. So it's evidently changed. But, you know, what Avon says is that that change isn't necessarily been welcomed by everyone. And some people have seen that the diversification of the neighborhood has potentially changed it in some ways that they're not okay with already. And indeed that more diversification would be a bad thing. And that basketball courts are essentially the herald of a changing neighborhood going too far. I did not find anyone saying that directly, but I did hear from multiple people that they had heard sentiments like that from their neighbors sort of discreetly. What does the alderman, Matt O'Shea, have to say about the basketball court situation? The alderman is all ears. He is open to what people are interested in, he says. When he first started his first term and the last term of his predecessor, uh, they actually poured a bunch of money into Blackwelder Park to uh, rehab the turf there and fix up the basketball court. Um, That is the single basketball court in the 19th Ward. And, you know, he points people, he says he's heard from exactly one person about this in recent years. I know Scott Kibler also reached out. However, he said, you know, if there's interest and people want to do it, then they need to go through the formal process which is to get a petition signed from your neighbors or people who live within, I believe, two to three miles of the park and get support for that. And then you have to raise money to build the court. So wait, wait, neighbors have to raise the money in order to change a park district's layout. I believe you have to submit a proposal to find out how much it would cost and then find a way, yes, to, to raise the money. I don't think they're necessarily requiring personal funds, um, I see. but possibly looking for grants and things possibly also from the city. Is this just a story about basketball courts? Have other sports had courts built in these parks? Tennis, pickleball, volleyball, anything like that? Right. So uh, actually, when I first moved to the neighborhood, I thought there was a basketball court at nearby Ridge Park um, because I'd seen someone shooting a basketball near near there. And I thought, oh, it must be a basketball court. And I went to check it out and it was was a tennis court. Um, And there are. Yeah, there are tennis courts at uh, several of the parks. You know, some of the parents that I spoke to who are looking for basketball courts for their children said that, you know, where they see space is that there are tennis courts around, but they don't really get used that often. 
and you know they they are used to sporadically. I've definitely seen people there um, at, at the tennis courts at Graver and at Ridge. We don't really know exactly what replaced what and when. It's really a fascinating mystery. <laughs> there, it seems yeah. like they almost vanished and nobody happened to see it. But there might be a lot of people who read this story or read parts of it and say we're making a mountain out of a molehill. Hmm. That things like that happen, changes happen, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there was a motive behind it. Mm. So most of the people that I spoke to believe that, you know, based on their neighbor's sentiments that they have heard personally, they believe that people actively do not want courts here. Not a lot of people, but enough. And most people are citing noise as the reason. Now, as to the disappearance of the courts, I believe logically, I think it takes a lot more work to grind up some asphalt and dig it out of the ground and replace it with sod or whatever it is that they're going to replace it with than it does to just leave them be. No one's going to tear up a basketball court just because. For a little bit more grass. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. maybe, honestly. I, you, you, you make a, no, but you make a great point. It's, it's not just the elimination of, of the net. These are courts that have been ripped up. So that's the part that it makes Beverly different from a lot of the other neighborhoods around Chicago. People have taken down rims and nets at basketball courts that are still in existence in other neighborhoods in Chicago. In Beverly, the whole courts were removed, entire courts. That is effort. And it makes you wonder, you know, what exactly happened? Of course, the narrative around the city is that indeed people have associated basketball courts with gang violence, uh, with people in the neighborhood, that people coming to the neighborhood that they don't want there. When it comes to Beverly, we don't have that information aside from this 2000 investigation by the Tribune, which was already well after the courts had been removed. So we just don't know. Is there anything else you want to add to this story? Oh, geez, so much. I mean, first, I think I just want to, I want to paint the picture of why exactly this is a story. There not being basketball courts in a neighborhood seems like no big deal. People can play at the indoor gyms, you know, as they say. But again, indoor gyms, they close at certain hours. They are used by other people for other sports. And currently, the indoor court at Ridge Park is under construction, so there's no access there. And, you know, you have to be able to go in and at a certain time to play. If you were to drive down a street in Beverly and you saw a basketball rim in the street and you see some kids playing, then you see them grab a basketball and run to the side and wave you along. Uh, you're kind of like, wow, this is kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> These kids are playing in the middle of the street because they don't have somewhere to play. But it's also really genius. You know, kids find a way and they've been finding a way. Unfortunately, it's not a way that is equitable, that invites a lot of other kids to come and play if they don't have a ball, if they don't have somewhere to go. The lack of outdoor courts here has actively affected young people, basketball players across the decades who just want a place to play. And, you know, whether there should be basketball courts in Beverly or not is not really the question. It's so much as the fact that there are people who are affected by it one way or the other. The full story at blockclubchicago.org, where you can become a donor or a subscriber to our nonprofit newsroom. It certainly helped us out a bunch. Today's episode was edited by Iridian Fierro. Till next time, I'm John Hansen. We'll drop another pod on you soon.